0: Hello and welcome to "On the Front Porch with Us," your di- weekly Disney podcast. This week, we are talking about the Aristocats. I'm Tony Pascal. I'm Josh Whitehead. Uh, and before we get started, I like—I just want to say—I love this movie. Like, it's sort of like a, one of those 1970s, 1960s movies, uh, post-Disney. Era, and I think like it gets a lot of like hate, and I think like some of that hate is for sure deserved, as we'll talk about. But I think like it's just a, an interesting way. Um, yeah, absolutely, and very um, musically unique for Disney movies, for sure. Um, so, Josh, this week I got three packages, right? Uh, and I I just want to like like talk about some packages for a minute. Okay, the first packages I got. <laughs> I got uh, Kubo and the Two Strings on DVD. Nice choice. If you've not seen it, holy cow. Yeah, great movie. Go out and watch Kubo and the Two Strings. It is awesome. It's like great stop animations, not from Disney, but like definitely you should watch it if you have not seen it yet. Um, yeah. So I'm probably going to watch that this weekend. Uh, I got... Uh, a new microphone, so hopefully our sound quality is going to be better on this podcast than our last one yeah. uh, on both ends. We both got a new mi- microphone, so that, that's exciting for us. Uh, thank you for bearing with us to episode three. Literally dozens of fans. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then like the last thing, this is really cool. Every year I get a t-shirt from the Disney Movie Club at NCSU right? The NC State Disney movie. uh, I think it's called Disney Film Club now. When I was there, it was Disney Movie Club. Uh, And so like this year, I got it. And I was like looking at it. It looks really cool. uh, And I got it today. And on it is the orange crayon. And I was looking at it and I was thinking, like, so like the orange crayon, for those of you who don't know, like was our trophy for trivia. So it was like this, uh, this thing that we'd give out is a giant orange crayon. That's like like life size, it's like huge, right? And we give it out as a trophy every week for trivia. And uh, I would always make fun of people for holding onto it too long. And I've held onto it for like four years now. So <laughs> uh, basically, like what's really interesting though is that like every single Disney Movie Club t shirt ever has had this orange crayon on it, right? And so, like going back from the time I was there to now, it still has, we still have the orange crayon like on every single Disney movie club shirt. And the people who are in the club right now don't have never ever in their lives. Most of them had never seen the orange crayon. They just like continue to put it as like the symbol of the club, even though nobody has seen it before. Right. I just think that's really interesting. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's like, just like a, like culture is super weird. Like you just keep doing something because it's been done once. Right. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, The moral of the story is I'm sending the orange crayon to the Disney Club this week so that uh, you guys have it back and it's no longer just floating around the back of my car like it has been for the last four years.
1: Right. Um, (laughs) On that note, thank you to you guys, uh, everybody else that's been following us the past few weeks. Uh, We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, Tell your friends. Keep adding, sharing, um, liking our page and listening to us. Hopefully we'll have an iTunes account shortly. Um so uh keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. Tell your friends. That's right. We're Media Moguls now.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um so I uh I am excited to talk a little bit of trivia. I've got some trivia for you today. Okay. What do you got? All right. So uh it's just some some starting stuff. Um this is Uh, The Aristocats, 1970, directed by Wolfgang Reitherman. Uh, He did a whole bunch of the, like, post-Disney directing. Uh, He did Robin Hood, Jungle Book. He also worked on 101 Dalmatians. Right. This film. Um, And, like, I've got a whole lot of cool information here. Like, Eva Gaber, the the, uh, person who played Duchess, also played Bianca from the rescuers so anytime we need a like vaguely french sounding person we we call Eva up <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you know who played scat cat uh i believe i actually
1: looked up this back it's, uh, uh, it's scatman man crothers
0: it is scatman crothers he like he did like tons like the man the legend right like yeah, awesome.
1: known as the the teacher right or the professor
0: yeah he uh he also played like lots of he's like like played in a lot of movies too he's like an actor too like I didn't yeah. know this like I kind of knew him for his music but he's like he's the guy who plays uh Hollerin in The Shining yeah I didn't know that like I know the character I just don't I didn't know that, that was Scatman Crothers I wouldn't have known yeah. that's really cool some trivia for you this is not really like, a question but did you know that this is actually based on a true story. Really? Yeah, some like rich French old lady gave like all of her extreme wealth to a bunch of cats. <laughs> this is very, this is very, very, very concerning.
1: <laughs> That's.
0: This is based on a true story. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the best part. Okay, so. In doing, like, some research about this movie and, like, looking into it, I found a 1996 EW article, Entertainment Weekly article, uh, which is a Snoop Dogg review of the Aristocats. Yeah. (laughs) And it is so fucking awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. For for those of you, we're going to put it in the, the links, but... This review by Snoop Dogg is just the funniest thing I've
0: ever read. Yeah, so apparently he did like a lot of reviews in the 90s of like movies. Um, But like, this is, it's so good. It's so good. I'm going to read like a paragraph from the middle. Uh, (laughs) You don't like this movie, stay out of my tilt. You got the wrong attitude. The kids in the hood who know French as the language of fries under the golden arches will have as good a time watching this fine flick as those who can dig the meaning of a hem scales and arpeggios and mamas and daddies, including yours truly may f- just find themselves tuned into this tape. Even when the pups are napping. It's, kind <laughs> it's just sweet. so good. Like, <laughs> it's beautiful, And it's just like really, really great. I like, Like, I definitely recommend this read. (laughs) Uh, And I'm going to be reading more Snoop Dogg uh, reviews of movies from now on. I only look up reviews from Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's how you tell whether or not you're going to watch the movie, is whether or not Snoop Dogg had something funny to say about it. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Well, um, what was the short for this week, Tony? It's
0: a 1934 Silly Symphony. Uh, Wise Little Hen, directed by Wilfred Jackson.
1: Okay, well, um, take a second, let you guys watch that short, and uh, get back to us. It's, um, again, uh, the name of it is, Tony?
0: Wise Little Hen. Wise Uh, Little Hen. 1934.
1: Uh, Yeah, so just type that into YouTube, Wise Little Hen 1934, and... um, Watch it real fast and get back to us. And
0: pause. The cats.
1: All right. Do. So hopefully you watched it. You've come back. Um, I got to say, this is this for me. We really liked it because it is the first introduction to Donald Duck, right?
0: Yeah. Um, it's the very first time we see Donald Duck.
1: Right. Um, and he's he's drawn very differently at this point. This is like an early stage Donald Duck. Um, but I really like it because it's like a literal reap what you sow story, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I thought like it was really funny though. It was. It was. It was really fun. I like. I really enjoy the like. She goes over. Who will you help me plant my corn? And Pete the pig, like, snorts. It almost like and talks very similar in the way like Donald Duck, where Donald Duck does where like. Donald is talking, like, Pete is, like, talking while snorting. So, like, that's sort of the evolution of, like, uh, of Donald's sound is, like, at the same time, like, it was what they were doing with Pete, too. Uh, and yeah. that was pretty interesting to me.
1: Yeah, I really, I like that aspect. I also really liked um, that, it, I don't know, I thought it was funny that each time they were like, uh, oh, my stomach hurts. My <laughs> stomach hurts. Um. <laughs> and then, like, literal belly aching. Um, and when it comes time, who, who's going to help me eat my
0: actual stomach aches? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I just, I really like Silly Symphonies. We're definitely going to be playing a lot of them. Uh, yeah. They're, like, cool. They're, like, they're, you know, like, ev- the animation goes with every single sound. There's, like, like yeah. a visual that goes with, like, da 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 Like, it's just, like, really interesting. Um, I like the style a lot. Um, yeah. The very first time we see Donald Duck, he's just like really happily walking around his boat in a circle. <laughs> he like looks ridiculous. He's just like yeah. ha, da, da, ha, 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 walking around in a circle on my boat. And like that's our introduction to Donald Duck. That is how he loves to spend his free time. And the reason why he won't help is because he's too busy walking around his boat happily. <laughs>
1: that's right. Just walking in circles.
0: <laughs> um, and uh, go ahead. No,
1: I didn't have anything else. I was going to move on.
0: Oh, I was going to say real quick. Uh, Donald Duck is is vice president of the Idle Hour uh, Club. He's not even the president of the Idle Hour Club. He is like uh, he is that idol
1: <laughs> Right. Um, okay. So it was a weird um, short. Hope you guys liked it. Um, But now, we're going to talk about Aristocats, um, 1970, like Tony said, so why don't you take a second, watch the movie in that one second, and get back to us, we're going to talk a little bit about it, and some themes and stuff that we see, and also the weird stuff that happens, so uh, watch it, and pause.
0: We'll wait here for like the next hour or so. Right. Just sitting here. Yep. (laughs) The Aristocats. (laughs) Cats,
1: <laughs> Okay, so we're not actually going to wait for the full hour, but hopefully you've watched it.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> so I gotta say, first of all, I really love this intro. Right? You don't you don't see them like this anymore, where they do the whole credits, all the song, this beautiful like display of color um, artwork at the beginning of the movie. I really like that.
0: Yeah, me too. Did you? Uh, was yours part French, part English when you, yep. you watched it? Yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently, when like it was originally put out, like there was only the English version in America. The UK version had right. the English and French versions, um, and I yeah. thought that was interesting. Um, I guess it's like it's the same words; it's just in French, probably. I, I don't actually know, but yeah. I I also wrote down like I was really interested by the opening. Yeah,
1: I really like that. I think it was really pretty and very like unique to that time, um, and you don't really see them doing that anymore.
0: Yeah, um, it, like it reminds you of Robin Hood's opening, where it's like, like they like are running across the stage, while, like running across the screen while like the credits are coming across. Yeah, seventies sort of animation style.
1: Yeah. Um, so again, as always, let's talk about um, what themes we pick up before we get into the chronological order of the movie. Do um, you have any interesting ones, Tony?
0: Absolutely, I do. My biggest theme from this movie is how cute kitties are and you are gonna hear me very excitedly talking about how cute my cats are this entire movie because i love my cats and my cats are not aristocats but they are definitely awesome cats and we're gonna talk a lot about my cats today do
1: either of your cats do scat
0: um no they meow sometimes especially
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay um yeah i think that that is definitely one of the themes um I think the other one that comes up uh, for me on a serious note is um, wealth classes of Paris in that time, 1910. Um, and we're going to see, we're going to talk about that obviously, but um, I think it's obvious that, I mean, the movie's called Aristocats. It's about wealthy cats and yeah. um, not so wealthy
0: cats. Yeah. It's really interesting. I have a lot of notes about that kind of thing. And like, Like, like how the aristocats and the not aristocats, as you say, like kind of work together. Like what happens to the aristocats when they're out in the real world, all that stuff.
1: Um, And then you get into the issue of like wilds versus um, dependency. So like um, independence versus dependence. Um, The whole deal with Toulouse um, or wanting to experience the wilds. Um. Toulouse, for those of you that weren't keeping track, Toulouse is the orange kitty. Um, <laughs> uh, and then also this introduction to jazz, right? Um, what jazz is, at least in American culture, it was it was born in a little shack in New Orleans with a bunch of people that were just crammed in there because they didn't have any money. Um, and so I think that that's kind of um, seen here is that this uh, lower class... And their expression of their maybe um, dissatisfaction with the class system through jazz.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that's really interesting. We we have like a lot of like talking through music here, which is really cool. Yeah, Uh, with the scales and arpeggios, as uh, Snoop Dogg put it, so (laughs) eloquently earlier, uh, to the (laughs) um, to the jazz like sort of sound. Also interesting, just for like historical note, uh, like Paris didn't really start becoming a jazz hub. It did, like, it did adopt American jazz after World War One, kind of like because of World War One and like the interaction between Americans and and the French. But um, like, that's really when like Paris became like a bustling spot of jazz and uh, like a major hub of jazz, right? Um...
1: So right around the time that America started booming with uh, jazz as well, um, yeah. it was still happening before then in America, but not as prominently.
0: Yeah. Um, and this movie's set at 1910. So it's a little bit like off. It's before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so well, who's, uh, who's your favorite jazz musician?
1: My favorite? Yeah. Uh, it's I, I would say between uh, Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald, because they're the the classics the go-tos
0: yeah i like i have been listening to a lot of obviously like my like traditional is uh miles davis and like ella fitzgerald um yeah but like i've been listening to uh like a lot of like different like trying to get into like scat i like uh actually have been listening to scatman crothers over the last like like three weeks before this, even not even knowing that he was in this movie, which was kind of cool. Uh, so that was cool. <laughs> um, so that's cool and I I also have tried to listen to like, like a couple of the French artists. I don't know how to pronounce their names, but yeah. like so like its own thing and it's pretty cool too yeah
1: um I agree. and I think that you know we could talk
0: all day about jazz separately yeah. and we're not that knowledgeable about it. so <laughs> that's really not our wheelhouse, but I just wanted to ask right.
1: <laughs> Um, so we, we've got this beautiful intro, uh, movie set in Paris, 1910, like we talked about, um, we start out, um, Edgar going to the house, um, and already Edgar seems kind of like a dick. Edgar's already being a dick
0: in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) I like, so like we start out with like. Like, the, this crazy cat lady, too, who's, like, taking her cats on a stroll about the town and letting them just walk on top of Edgar's hat and <laughs> walk on top of the the the, um, the horse. And, like, it's just really, really crazy. Like, like like we already see, like, this crazy cat lady starting to, like, <laughs> do crazy things with their cats. And I like that, too. Yeah. What do you mean Edgar starts off as a jerk? Because I actually had well, the like, opposite impression where he's, like, kind of not a bad guy at the beginning. Like.
1: I say that because he's already, like, murmuring under his breath, like, God, I hate this, these cats, God, I hate this woman. Um, and he's, like, being a jerk to Fru-Fru. Um, hmm. and, like, obviously, I, I'll give you that he is justified, because <laughs> this woman is in every aspect, including later with the will, but, like, in almost every way she chooses these cats over him and they're like walking on his head. You're right. So like, I would be pissed off too. I get it.
0: <laughs> and he's been doing this for like years. So the kittens are new though. The kittens are, are probably right. only a couple months old. <laughs> I, I would be pissed off. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wrote, uh, my, my next note is for the the old guy, the, uh, I don't remember his name, but the lawyer is George Hautcourt. Judge, judge, <laughs> uh, judge is like my my first line uh, about him is just says walking is tough, <laughs> and then he yells out elevators are for old people, <laughs> and then my next note is old people are crazy. <laughs> is it about what? old people are crazy yeah he's like riding edgar up the stairs and like it's just like falling all over the place it's really really excellent (laughs) it's a thursday for edgar right yeah
1: (laughs) for edgar um i I really like that line too i wrote down the elevators are for old people um Uh, Cause this guy, he's just so old. He's like beyond old. Um, And he's like crazy. He he's, he's using, yeah. Like you said, he's using um, Edgar suspenders to get up the stairs to slingshot him up. And Edgar somehow miraculously doesn't fall backwards.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Like a, (laughs) like a pretty great scene. I, like and then they were dancing like up in the in the room which is cute.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think there is something going on between the two of them.
0: Oh yeah. I, oh, yeah.
1: I, you got to think that George while he comes over there to to do her files and stuff, he's
0: also coming in over there for the possibility of old people sex, right? Yeah, I mean, I probably they probably have old people sex all the time. Like you hear them reminiscing about how how they danced in the past. Da, 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 yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um. (laughs) I I think it's really cool. Old people sex. I think it's really cool that uh, Edgar is like downstairs and can hear all the old people talking and flirting. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to talk about like the will?
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, I think and ultimately like it's not a main it's not necessarily like very obvious to the story, but I think that the story is more about madame adelaide than it is about the cats right i mean the story is about her um giving away her her fortune right she she's preparing to die she's putting her her will down and the story is about or from there it all devolves from that will right the story is about the will ultimately
0: yeah, and the will is like crazy. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. It's, like all of, like and, and the fact that this is a real story, when like when I found that out, I like, oh my god, that's just ridiculous. She's <laughs> he giving all of her money <laughs> to these four cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and obviously, like the, the money is gonna be used sort of through Edgar to take care of them. And then if all the cats die, I guess, like Edgar gets the money. <laughs> and Edgar's hearing this and is like, oh shit, I'll have to live to be like 150 because there's four cats and twelve years uh per cat and nine lives per cat. Four times twelve times nine. And I'm just thinking, Edgar, you are so dumb. Y- your math is way off here. Yeah. <laughs> Did, Josh, I have a question, because this is like this is like a, a plot point for me. Sure. Do we know of a worse Disney villain in all of all of Disney villainhood? Do we know of a worse Disney villain than Edgar? Somebody who's dumber or like less competent than Edgar that's the main villain? That's the main villain? Yeah, like the major villain cuz obviously the major villain here is Edgar. And there's like I cannot think of anybody who's less competent than Edgar as the major villain.
1: No, I don't think I could either in terms of the main villain. Obviously, you've got, like, stooges, like, in um, 101 Dalmatians. Those two are pretty stupid, pretty comparable to Edgar, I'd think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, dumb. Like, there definitely are a lot of dumb. Uh, (laughs) Like, I just, like, as far as, like, our, our bad guy goes, like, there's just, like, he seems like it's easy to beat. <laughs> He's not that bright. Because, like, yeah. from his standpoint, like, all he has to do is, like, li- like, take care of cats in a lavish, like, living arrangement for 12 years, and then he, like, becomes super rich. <laughs> like, all you have to do, your job is literally going to be taking care of four cats. You're going to be the owner of this home. You're going to be the rich owner of this home taking care of four cats. Right, and my, my other question is, who's going to ask, right, like, who? who's going to come check
1: to make sure that these cats are living a life of luxury?
0: <laughs> like, exactly. Like, you just, like, give them cat food. Like, my cats uh, remind me to feed them. So it's not like you you forget. You just, like, you know, you wake up, you you feed them cats. Cats are the easiest pet to take care of. Fish won't tell you that they need food. You can starve a fish to death. Cats will not <laughs> let you starve them to death. <laughs> cats are the easiest things to take care of. You have literally the easiest job in the world if you just, like, don't do anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and, like, on top of that, it's not like it would be difficult to just leave the door open for these cats to just sort of wander out, right? There's a lot of,
0: like, huge potholes here. That's super dumb. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. <laughs> so, um, we, we go from there
1: to, um this scene with, um, uh, Duchess, the cats, right? Yeah. Duchess, like teaching these kittens manners, um, or or how to be like little kitten ladies and little kitten gentlemen.
0: Yeah. Aristocats.
1: Um, Yeah. to, To be aristocats. And I, I think it's really funny. Another just plot point that nobody questions. Like, you you can't really have a proper cat like a, a cat sit in a suit and tie and and have dinner conversation with you. So why does it matter if they're prim and proper? They're cats. Who cares?
0: Well, obviously in the in this universe, right? The cats are prim and proper. But I did write this down. Aristocats do not practice biting and clawing. And I was thinking, well, my cats are for sure not Arista cats because they bite <laughs> and claw at each other all the fucking time. They run around at each other and they bite each other and they claw at each other. So they do practice b- biting and clawing. <laughs> um, we also get like our introduction to all of our characters. So we have like Marie, who's the 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 little girl cat, uh, yeah. and her first like great line is, "Ladies do not start fights, but they finish them." <laughs> yeah, and I like that a lot. We have Duchess, who's the mom, uh, and she's like, you know, like you said, taking care of them. We've got Toulouse, the orange one, who like, he's (laughs) you're not a lady, you're just a sister. Like, uh, he's the one that does the the painting at the beginning and like uh, is a great painter. And then you've got Belios, who is the uh, player and uh, doesn't have particularly memorable lines at the beginning,
1: right? um and like the Ber- berlioz is is the the more like proper of the two but Toulouse is this almost uh miniature version right he he's a wannabe to alley cat he wants to be um independent but he can't be
0: yeah i just like really enjoy the like this like world where these cats are like self actualizing they get to like be artists and musicians yeah. and it's like yeah All cats have unlimited free time. So, like, all house cats have unlimited free time. So, they all theoretically could do that. (laughs) Um, My next note is Edgar is dumb. So, (laughs) (laughs) like, okay, I'm going to, like, why does he, okay, why take care of the cat problem now? before the old lady dies. Like, it doesn't make any sense, like, because are you next going to kill the old lady? Like, what's your plan, dude? Like, why not just, like, save this part for when the will actually goes into place? Edgar's done. Right.
1: I, I also really like, he says something to himself when he's making the, the uh, creme de la creme a la Edgar. He says something to himself. I don't know. But he says something to himself, and he like chuckles to himself. I'll giggle. Way to go, Edgar! That's super funny. Edgar, you You're sly hilarious,
0: <laughs> <laughs> He says that so many times in the movie, Edgar. You sly Pox.
1: <laughs> I, I really like that.
0: It's just like Edgar is so
1: alone, and <laughs> he has to crack himself up.
0: He well, he lives with uh with four cats and a crazy cat lady. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and occasionally Georges come over and, and assaults him.
0: Same joke over and over again. The paint on the on his claws when he's playing, when Toulouse is playing piano changes colors, which is cool. Yeah, I wrote that down as well. Um, So anyway, Edgar comes in with the milk, right, and like sets down the tray. Uh, and while he's doing that, I thought of My Cat's again, which I do a lot in this movie. Uh, My Cat's uh, also walk around underfoot when we're feeding them and like it's like hard to like you almost step on them like 8 times so cats are cute, that's my next note <laughs> I like cats guys I'm gonna, I should post pictures of my cats <laughs> I have a cat named Kaylee named after uh, the, <laughs> the uh, Firefly character and then I have a black cat named Gigi named after Kiki's Delivery Service Cat nice
1: Um, I haven't met that one yet. I've only met, but, um, I really, I want to talk next about, um, they're, they're eating the, the creme de la creme and, uh, the, the mouse Roquefort comes out, um, who's voiced of course by Sterling Holloway, the same guy who voiced, um, so, uh, way to go for him. Like this is like one of his most iconic roles, I think. Um. Yeah. After yeah. Winnie the Pooh, but yeah, I just I love this uh this character this actor especially in this movie. Absolutely. Uh, he he's a secondary character, of course, but like still. Um. Later on, there's a really funny.
0: Uh. We'll get there. Though. Yeah. Absolutely. I uh. I just like you know so like the the cats fall asleep. <sighs> And my next line is Edgar is super dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote that several times as well. Um, he.
0: <laughs> I, he yeah, okay. What his deal? Is. Like, yeah, go ahead. What's the plan? <laughs> like, what is he doing? He puts them to sleep. He's going to drive them out and leave them somewhere. Is he going to kill them? Like, I'm confused. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Like, my, under, my guess is, like, he's just taking them out of the town, but I don't really get the plan. I don't think it really clears that up, except, you know.
1: Well, and the other thing is that he never really gets to, to enact the plan because he's stopped by the two dogs, uh, Lafayette and Napoleon. Yeah. And he, he's stopped by these two dogs um, with no real explanation of what his plan was because he gets haltered.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting... Paris cats sort of have a French accent, but Paris dogs sound super southern because we're trying to indicate here that dogs are dumb and whenever you, you do that, you use Southern accents. That's right, uh, which is problematic, but they are hilarious and the like scenes with the dogs are really great. even if they like don't really address like add much to the plot, they're like really funny.
1: I agree. I I think that these are probably my two favorite characters of the movie, um, with the exception of Uncle Waldo, who we'll get to. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think that these two characters are the, the best comic relief of the movie, um, uh, just because they are dynamic together is just so great, right? They play off each other is fantastic.
0: I think uh, I think for sure that like. Simone and Pumbaa like take a lot of cues from these two characters. Oh, yeah. Like, whoever was like writing those lines were thinking in their mind of these two dogs.
1: Yeah, because obviously mean, you got like Lafayette, who's this acid hound, versus Napoleon, who's I'll say when we charge, <laughs> I'll charge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I, I just love these characters so much. Um, and I, I love it's specifically the line um, we already we already bit five tires today. What do you want to do about
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> so like how often do you think that like people's days just get like fucked up because of these dogs? like the dogs don't know that is a bad guy. like they're just like chasing and like like attacking this dog this person. Like, like they have... These dogs probably take out good people, too, like, all the time, right? Like yeah, They're they just, like, care. asshole dogs.
1: Yeah, they, they don't care. It's just a, a motorcycle. That's all they care
0: about. That's right. Um, they, they, they have no agenda. They're just dog dogs. They, Dump, that's dog why, dog. I feel like that's why they make such great characters in this movie, is
1: because they, they're not especially... Try, they're not trying to stop him. <coughs>
0: I, I love it. Yeah.
1: Uh, and like, specifically, when we get to this chase scene, there's, like, this great underwater arch physics thing that's a problem for me, but, like, it's really funny. Very, like, um classic DVD. cartoon style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where they're, like, chasing the, the motorcycle
0: up and around this arch underwater and stuff. Yeah, the dog and the motorcycle are both underwater and then, like, upside down on the bridge. It's great. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Um, the dog then, gets ran over twice in the meantime. Like during that, <laughs> life, the dog gets ran over by like the motorcycle and the sidecar. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then somehow they end up in the sidecar, um, which for those of you who know how a sidecar works, it, it would not if if detached, it would just flip immediately. It doesn't continue rolling.
0: Yeah. And so that is the uh, all, all I've got for the motorcycle scene. The next scene that I have is... Um, so
1: the next scene that we get to is this scene with the um, these poor abandoned kitties underneath the, the archway. They just have been dumped there. Uh, it's rainy, it's dark, and they've all been, kind of been scattered from the nest, as it were. Um, very dramatic scene coming from that last scene, which, to be fair, was also very dramatic, right? this That last scene... Was it last and it was like dark and lightning and scary stuff. And then we come to this next scene, which is kind of gloomy, right?
0: Yeah. Um, they're, they're underneath the, the mama croak, like the frogs croaking. <laughs> um, like, uh, you know, he's like, he's confusing a frog for his mom, which is pretty great.
1: Yeah. I wrote down.
0: Uh, the frogs is scary. Yeah, frogs are scary. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like during the night, the old crazy cat lady wakes up to lightning and calls out for her cats. She's like, <gasps> <Yeah>. Duchess! Kittens!
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the takeaway there is that uh, Madame is uh, psychic. She just had a dream of all this happening.
0: It's so great! Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. This crazy old cat lady jumps up, doesn't immediately like see the cats near her, so she assumes they've been taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, There's a cat door on your door. <laughs> yeah. I don't.
1: I think that she just has um, a psychic connection with Toulouse because he also had the same dream.
0: Yeah, I. I, I like. I absolutely love this. I one time my cat escaped. Did you know this? I didn't. Kaylee one time left, and so I'm going to talk about my cat again. Uh, so <laughs> this is back when I was living in Detroit, and um, we left the back door open. Somebody had. It was me and my roommates. Uh, We're currently living there, and my cat escaped for the day and like had an adventure all on her own. The other two cats that lived there, black cat and gray cat. Uh, their sisters who are each have three legs uh, <laughs> they, they didn't ever leave the door stayed open all day they stayed in the house because they're like lazy and like are afraid of things but my cat wanted an adventure so she left the town like she did stuff probably all day and I came home and I saw the back door was open and I was like oh no my cats have escaped and uh ultimately what ended up happening is I, like, I started driving around the neighborhood and it started drizzling and like as soon as it started drizzling my roommate who was at home the cat like came right up on the porch as soon as it started <laughs> drizzling. So My cat uh, liked adventuring until it started raining. So that rainstorm must have been especially scary for these cats.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that, uh, or at least my next note is that Thomas O'Malley is just the smoothest guy yeah
0: he is so smooth he like so this is phil Phil harris of course blue and uh and the um little john from robin hood um and they actually like created the likeness of the character after him after phil harris um and like his song sort of sounds like the bare necessities as he's walking up a little bit like it sounds very similar it like has that deep voice um, and he's just like, you're right, the, Like though, the first time we see O'Malley, he's just walking by himself and singing a song about how cool he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's this,
1: just, if he were a human, he would just be a hobo. Just a really
0: smooth hobo, just
1: walking around.
0: <laughs> he would be, he's just like chilling, walking, like, yeah, I'm great, like, <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> I, I like to sing about his ten I, I, names or whatever, but yeah, it's so good
1: <laughs> i uh but throughout this movie, picture these characters as human like and so when that happens and and Duchess and the kids um Thomas o'Malley it's you're you're meeting up with a hobo that you just met who's flirting with you,
0: yeah. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I don't think of that. I think of my cats. not <laughs> here, so uh, I actually like took a, an interesting note here. I said this is like not a Disney movie with no mom. Opposite, like Disney movies in the nineties, especially, like got a lot of like, like people noticed that there's not like a lot of the movies center around not having a mom, and like right. sort of throughout. Uh, but this one actually is the opposite. It's like centering on not having a dad, and I think that yeah. I can't think of another one like that. Um, I maybe with the like Hercules sort of fits in that because like he's trying to get to his dad or whatever. But like the only one that like I could only think that like dad's actually like just not in the picture is is this one, right? Yeah, where where, where mom is but dad isn't.
1: Right. Uh, well, like you've got Brave where it's mom's centered but the dad is still present but yeah. um i i think that you're right that this is unique in that aspect mm-hmm. um and i think that right from the very beginning thomas o'malley takes the role of, of that father figure
0: yeah he <laughs> he's like smooth talking your your eyes are like sapphires and the kids are walking up and he's like overwhelmed like oh shit like i was not prepared for this (laughs) yeah he's like
1: oh you want me to take you back to paris i got you and then she's like sure how about my kids too and he's like oh i did not sign on for this oh god
0: (laughs) (laughs) and and Marie's like tell me about my mom's eyes (laughs) yeah it's like it's like a classic love song you know she sings classical music. He sings jazz. What will happen when the two of them come together? Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: And so we go back. Um. They, they they out and stuff. He he somewhere or point them in the right direction at least. And then we go to the scene where Edgar is um feeding the horses, right? Um, or feeding Frou Frou and the chickens and whatever. Um, And he's just like telling them. I I think that that's dumb to begin with. Why, why even talk about it? You know?
0: Okay. So like, there's like, a yeah. Edgar's really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean like they are like animals, so whatever. But yes, Edgar's super dumb.
1: Okay. But my next problem is that, um, before Edgar even comes into the room, uh, uh, rockfort says to fru um or rather Fru-Fru says to rockfort that the madam barely slept how does she know she's in a stable <laughs> <laughs> psychic connection <laughs> more psychic connections yeah and, like the madam is dr Doolittle
0: yeah she is I also like that, like, page of the newspaper that, like, there was a catnapping. Like, (laughs) again, there is literally a cat door on the door (laughs) to your house. If you know it's a catnapping, then you know it has to be Edgar because the doors stayed locked. Nothing was broken in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Edgar's super dumb. Yeah. On top of that, though, like, how is this front page material? (laughs) <laughs>
0: 1910 was very chill.
1: Yeah, Not nothing happened.
0: <laughs> these, these reporters are like, well, we got
1: nothing else to talk about, so I heard that somebody's cats got lost.
0: That's right. It was a very stable time in French history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um,
1: Jesus. So, uh, we go back to the cats, and they are... Um, they're going on the train tracks. um, And first of all, these three kittens are pretending to be a train. And yet they have lived sheltered lives inside of a home with no television. And they just know how a train works. They're like, I- we're going to play train now, but they've never seen a train.
0: Interesting. They have, well, they go, we already know they go on outdoor adventures with Madame. So, maybe she took them like on a train trip to London or something once because they're aristocats
1: right and and the cats bothered everyone on the train because she had no control over them
0: because she's a crazy cat lady yeah (laughs) oh man I want to see that story (laughs) (laughs) I want Uh, more aristocats (laughs) yeah more of them on a biplane yeah (laughs) um yeah Yeah, i well so like i actually have a note from back when they were like so like they get pulled off of the 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 milk truck right yeah and like they're not used to having people not like them right like people always do kind of what they like do for them right Yeah. their madame really loves them edgar is like a servant to them like other people probably see them and are like nice to them because Madame's rich or whatever. So like these rich cats aren't used to having things like, like not go right for them, right? Like yep. everybody does everything for them, and then then this cat like, or, like you know, O'Malley comes on like gives them like this trip, and like the the milk guy's like, no, you guys can't be here, and like throws them all out, and it's like kind of a Different worldview space, right? The rich cats are like I deal with this before, and the O'Malley is like, you know, let's.
1: Yeah, walk, I guess he's a pro. Like he, he he handles this milk truck to begin with from like a pro. He he knows exactly how to do it.
0: Yeah, and he also like is using people, whereas the cats are like trusting people.
1: Yeah, because he he knows the system. He know he's been out doing it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the other thing is that um, this issue that we have with Thomas O'Malley um, th- throughout the rest of the movie, too, is he um, he has sort of, right, this um, – I'm referring, of course, to the movie Bolt, the Disney movie Bolt, where Bolt is, like, my owner um, and the cat, uh, the alley cat in the movie, this scorned – um pet who doesn't trust humans anymore doesn't believe that they actually care because he's been there. Uh, Thomas O'Malley has been there. He knows from experience that owners are just owners. They don't care about the cats.
0: Yeah, I mean he has to have, right? Like he has an American accent. So he didn't come uh, come here from like he had to have gotten here somehow, right? Right. Um
1: so like uh on the train though, we have um Marie falls again. Is that her? Again, yeah. Um, He goes after her, and um, sort of they they save her, but they don't really save him, and he's just kind of screwed over to die. Um, Thank God for geese. Yeah, but no, the geese don't help. They kill him even worse
0: well like ultimately they help right
1: (laughs) eventually sure but like don't touch me i'm I'm, i've got it figured out and they're like no we're gonna clip this for you so you can swim (laughs) they're they're
0: just trying to be helpful
1: josh (laughs) yeah i mean he he's just an orange cat like goose right he he should learn to swim (laughs) yeah
0: he's swimming along Um, and.
1: So this, of course, these are the ba- the Gabble sisters. Um, they are the most useless characters in this movie. Um, they are they just happen to also be going to Paris. And that's the only reason for them in this story.
0: Yeah, there's like a... Okay, before we talk about how great and hilarious these geese are, there's a lot of, like, filler in this movie. Like, this movie is, like, two-thirds filler, right? <laughs> or, like... Like what ended up happening? Like this was originally writ- written as like a Disney episode, like as a like thirty minute episode. Yeah, and like, then a short like yeah, exactly. Like a like a for the on at the time. And then like what happened was they like were like no, let's make it into a full length movie, and it's gonna be like a live action movie. And they were like no, not a live action movie. It's gonna be about cats. Let's make it more about the cats and make it into a animation. But like it's already super short. It's an hour and fifteen minutes, right? Yeah. And then like all of it is filler. Like the geese are filler. The dogs are filler. Most of the stuff with Roquefort is filler. Like yeah. most of the stuff with Edgar's filler. It's like it's like it's not fluid. It's not like like the storyline itself is not written well. And like a lot of people have a lot of problems with this movie. Um, and that's like one that I like totally agree with is that like. From like a storytelling standpoint, like it's funny that all these extra parts, but it doesn't really add much.
1: No, and I, I agree, and I, I think this movie, that is just so ridiculous. The these random things that have no purpose in the story that are really funny. Um, yeah, and and there, it is a classic. You know, it's it's one that um, I personally I remember my favorite scene in this movie growing up was the painting scene the the scene with um him playing piano and painting and paint going everywhere that was a very iconic scene from my childhood you know um it wasn't relevant had no purpose in the story but it it's a funny scene it's a um something that you remember
0: yeah that sort of sets up the like like the the cats are like it sets up his character a little bit that he's like creative i guess uh, and that the cats are rich, but I don't know what else. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, um, and so anyway, we come to we got the the Gable sisters, um, and they they all meet up together. They're all down there. Um, they introduce each other. Thomas is pissed off as he should be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they make fun of they make fun of uh, O'Malley so great. Like his eyes are too close together, <laughs> because like apparently, well, because they're, he's not married to the two Duchess, so yeah. like, uh, obviously he's like, a philanderer. Without uh, what does it say? Obviously he's yeah. a philanderer who trifles with girls' hearts. It's so good. I love them so much. They're yeah. so catty. <laughs> yeah. It. Um, and the other thing
1: that you know they. It, um, fun fact about geese in case you didn't know, but, um, they, they never walk this way. This is a flying pattern. The, the V formation yeah. is a flying pattern where, um, it's used because, um, or to break the wind so that it's easier to fly through. So the, the bird in the front, um, is the one taking the most damage. He, she, that's the one that's got to like split the wind the most. And so, they get tired out faster. So they'll rotate out. The person in the front will go to the back um, and so on, so forth. But um, I thought that that's just an interesting fun fact about geese. Um, but I really love that. Think goose line where like all of them are doing this little butt waddle to,
0: to match the geese. Yep. Listen to our other podcast. Fun facts about geese. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get to we get to Paris, and Uncle Waldo is drunk. He's so drunk. He's he's American. <laughs> yeah, he also has an American accent. Uh, where where his uh, his nieces have a British accent. Well, I, uh, he, kind of Scottish though. He he does count, sound kind of Scottish. I don't know. He's so drunk; it's hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but he's like, he's been basted in white wine with all his feathers on, thank goodness, and still alive. But, <laughs> but he wishes it was Sherry. Yeah. <laughs> he's so drunk. He's like, shh, shh, shh. They're, they're like shushing him. He's like, don't shush your Uncle Aldo. You'll wake up the whole Neighborhood! <laughs> neighborhood! <laughs>
1: I don't think I've ever been that drunk.
0: Oh, man. Yes, you for <laughs> sure have. <laughs> this is also, that, that, like, a classic, like, me me thing to, like... I, I do this. I honestly do do this. Like, I'm like, shh, you're too loud. You're so fucking loud. Shut up. When I'm, like, <laughs> uh, drunk, so... <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, the other thing, I, uh, we, moving on from there, uh, we've got the, uh, like... Uh, Edgar goes back for his stuff, right? Um, And while the interaction between Lafayette and Napoleon is not relevant at all, there's one really funny line where um, Napoleon's like, I can hear squeaky shoes. And uh, (laughs) uh, Lafayette's is like, um, sounds like cricket. And Napoleon's like, cricket bugs don't wear shoes. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it's just the best line.
0: I just love that line so much. Yeah, <laughs> the like creepy like back rub scene. Like I know he's a dog, but it's like weirdly like sexualized a little bit in this scene. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and like, like it makes you wonder about Lafayette and Napoleon's like relationship. Is there like uh, are they are they an item? I don't know. What do you think? Right. I I don't think so.
1: I think that they are um I, well maybe like maybe an old old farmer couple that has just been together forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty um,
1: great. Uh but like this scene with with uh Edgar like rubbing their shoulders and stuff. I think it's really weird that um Napoleon can hear the sound of a haystack on a (laughs) unicycle, but can't hear uh, a guy
0: getting into a haystack, which is a very loud sound. It was. (laughs) Okay. My next line after Edgar is dumb is dogs are dumb. (laughs) He didn't hurt me. He hit me in the head. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. It's so good. And, Yeah, so I, I, like, yeah, I'm just going to move on. I, like, I have a line that says, why show the mouse coming along if he's just going to, like, fall out and then I just put dot, 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 whatever. (laughs) Because, like, the whole movie is (laughs) like that. But that one wasn't even funny. It wasn't even, like, interesting or funny. Like, why even include it? Like, just to have a mouse, like, bouncing around inside, whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: so the next thing I have, I'm skipping a bunch here, but the next thing I have is the jazz club scene. Yeah, you know, me too.
0: Yeah? Uh, yeah, I have, look, baby, it's late. The kids need to sleep at this great jazz club I know. Yeah, well, like, that's my problem.
1: <laughs> like, they're all like, yeah, can we stop for the night? I'm tired, I'm tired. And then they get here, and they're partying.
0: Yeah. And, okay, so, all right. Before we talk about, like, the cool parts of this scene, because there are some cool parts of the scene, there's, yeah. like, a whole lot that's really messed up. And I want to, like, talk about that first. Okay. So, like...
1: I'm going to say one of them. Is one of them the, the Chinese racism?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's, like, a lot of that. But, yes, the Chinese racism was, like, actually pulled out of the, the DVDs yeah. um, for a while. And, like, the song actually got changed. And so, I'm like, I was watching it on... I, I watched this on DVD recently, but, like, the song was in there with the Chinese thing included. And at one point, they had taken it out. So I don't know why they put it back in, and I'm, like, confused about that, but whatever. Yeah, like, there's, like, a lot messed up with it, but obviously that that was actually, like, pulled out of the movie. Yeah, well. that was a pretty fucked up part. Yeah, we'll talk, like, very specifically about that. But, like, the before we go even go into the building... Okay. He says, like, maybe it's not your type... Uh, like just like maybe these aren't going to be your type of people and like I think they like there's like a little bit of like you know I'm assuming that this like rich French lady Isn't going to enjoy hanging out with these poor people right that's basically what it's implying like these aren't going to be your Kind of people it's yeah. like the other side of the tracks, and I think at some point they might even even have said that um, So like we go in Scat, Scat cat is black There's the Chinese cat. There's the Russian cat, who was played by the same guy who uh, did Tony the Tiger, by the way. Yeah. Uh, There's a hippie cat in 1910, whatever, uh, and an Italian cat, right? And so, like, what they're going for um, is probably like this Bohemian feel, but like you end up like stereotyping more than you like, like, but like you're you're trying to get like this ethnic mix, right? Yeah. It's like so much of a stereotype where, like, like, everybody is, like, is their one thing. And, like, the worst of that is for sure the, like, Chinese cat, but, like, yeah. everybody's sort of like that, too. Like, the Italian cat is, like, you know, he's he's one thing. Like, he's, like, you're, yeah, whatever. Uh, and, and I think that that's just, like, like you know, the non-white, like, jazz club or whatever and so it's like yeah. but yes the chinese guy is the absolute worst i'm going to read a line shanghai hong kong egg fu young fortune cookie always wrong and he's playing piano with chopsticks he's got like slanty eyes and i just like like was cringing like i knew it was coming like i was re- like i was preparing myself for it but i just like it was like even worse than i like even remember like it being yeah. um and, like, I, like, looked up today. It was not even played by, like, an <laughs> anybody. It was played by a white guy. It was played by Paul, like, Winchell. Uh, totally, like, like this is, like, so bad that, like, they didn't even get it, somebody of that ethnicity. Like, they weren't even thinking about that, right? Whereas, like, the Russian guy, the Italian guy was both played by, like, a Russian. and Well, the Russian guy wasn't, but, like, the Italian guy was played by an Italian and, like, like fuck, man! <laughs> like this is like this is pretty messed up. Um, because we we're yeah, it's just a like, pretty messed up scene. We're just tropes, right? It's just yeah. like it's just stereotyping. Well, um,
1: and I get what they were going for, I do, but it was um, you're right. It is very very stereotyped. Um, however, this scene um is probably my favorite of the movie. Um uh, like the, the music, this is the, the song that you think of when you think of the movie, um, the, the dancing, the colored room, um, you know, all this stuff is the stuff you really think about when you think about this movie.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And I, um, I really, I love it. Um, there just from the very beginning, the, the kittens like swing the lamp and the, the room changes into this jazz club. Um, and a very American style jazz club where there's he's like drinking. Um, and it's, uh, it's very exciting. It's a very, um, kind of fist against the wall. Something's got to happen here. Um,
0: because that's, this is their one form of expression is through jazz. And I will say, like, like, Scatman Crothers like, does a really good job with, oh, yeah. like, his piece of this scene. Like, it's not like... I, I kind of... I disagree with you. I, I don't like this scene that much. But, like, I do like the music, and I do like, like, Scatman Crothers like, portrayal of yeah. this film. Like, he does a great job. And, like, like, I'm not mad that there are different ethnicities in the room, like, obviously, but... Um, their portrayals are mostly stereotyped with the exception, honestly, of kind of Scatman Crothers who's like, his character is just like a a guy and he has the most depth to character of that group. Um, He's sort of like the leader so like uh, we get the most from him and I think like that's why I like him more. Um, But yes, I do like the sound like, everybody wants to be a cat. It's like it's definitely like a cool scene. They like break down the house, leaving and like play the piano uh, <laughs> on a xylophone somehow. Like it's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're sort of like, like to stay in the serious for a second. We're sort of like romanticizing like poverty a little bit here. We're like, you know, they're looser. They have more fun. Like they yeah. don't have as many rules or whatever. Um, I think that this is
1: kind of the the rich man's idea of what poverty is.
0: Yeah, I think that there's probably a lot of things going on here, right? Like they are trying to like, you know it's an everyman movie, so they want to like portray the everyman as super cool. Uh and like maybe bet like maybe their life is ultimately like as good or better than the rich folk. Um, because of substance. Yeah. Because they have these things that matter.
1: And like we see that with Thomas O'Malley too, that like um, he's got this thing that matters, which is the the family of cats. Um, He may not have money, but uh, but but for this point, what did he have, right? What did he have
0: up to the point of meeting the other cats? Well, he had his like he had his cat friends that like play jazz. He was basically the same character as these cat these other cats, his cat friends.
1: Yeah, and I I don't know. I think that that's kind of what they were going for is, like, to their lives. They they have happiness um, through that substance, but
0: it's not like like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a fable of the, like, noble poor, right? Like, it's just, like, it's romantic. It's romanticizing this for like, whatever reason. Yeah. Um, And so, my... (laughs) My next line is, well, we almost had a father. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like that is so <laughs> it's super sad. Yeah, it was a great line <laughs> where like, you know, she's like, well, we, we have obligations, you know, like we have to get back to home. I would probably stay here and live in this like this house with you because it's like fun for me or whatever. But I have an obligation to my person who loves me too. And, um, and my like- cats love me a lot. They actually do. Cats love people more than dogs. Dogs are dumb. Thomas is like, I,
1: I don't understand because, again, he has this bolt complex. He's like, I don't. I don't I don't get why that's more important to you.
0: Yeah, I, well, it's also like the lady in the tramp thing, right? He's got the tramp thing going on. Yeah. Like there's a lot like this is a theme throughout a couple of the these Disney animal fan uh sort of like family of movies. Yeah. Um so they like he's like Thomas Mali is like okay, well, this is going to be goodbye then and I'll like talk to you later because like Like, I guess O'Malley doesn't feel like he's being invited. Uh, Maybe he's not being invited. Maybe, like, Duchess is assuming he wouldn't want to come. Like, I'm confused about that, but whatever. Uh, My next line is Edgar is dumb. (laughs) 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 Uh, She's alive, and you are drinking. You're just yeah. drinking. He, he's just drinking on the job. She's alive. It's not like you have the money like, because you took care of the cats before you like before the will went into effect. Yep. So. Job,
1: job well done. There's nothing that can possibly go wrong from here.
0: Right. You're just drinking on the job with it. <laughs> like oh. now she's gonna give money to charity or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, who's gonna? Who's to say she's not just gonna get another cat in like a year? Like, come on, man. <laughs> like you are super dumb. <laughs> then you're gonna have to do all about it. Worst Disney villain ever. <laughs> um and so we we have um uh
1: the, they get caught, they come back, they get caught. Um and for whatever reason uh Thomas O'Malley sends Roquefort to get the Alley Cats. Yeah. Um I like Roquefort's not an especially necessary character, but this scene is so funny for me.
0: Um, yeah. I love the, <laughs> I love this scene a lot too, especially yeah, like, when the mouse is chasing the cats. Yeah. The place <laughs> and the guy's like drinking wine, he's like, he sees the mouse chasing the cats, he pours out all the wine, he's like, I'm done. <laughs> I I'm too drunk for this. But like he the other thing is he's got a
1: full bottle of wine. He he's drinking right out of the bottle.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, it might be time to cut out. <laughs> um, but like before then he goes, and he can't remember O'Malley's name well this cat this mouse just happens upon us looking for us and it, for the record it just happens to find the right cats O'Malley gives him no direction other than get the cats
0: in Paris, get in the Par- cats of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> just go find me some cats and tell them that I sent you well, like, like I guess O'Malley knows lots of cats, so he's just assuming that like most cats will know his name, right? like so you right. just happen to find the ones that we've already met for like you know cinematic purposes
1: <laughs> yeah, so he he comes across the right pack of cats, and he can't remember O'Malley's name. he's just he's screwed what what is he gonna do? and they're like playing with them, they're toying with him, they're like playing with their food um and eventually he gets the name right. And they all just sort of, come on, gang, let's go solve
0: the problem. And they don't know where they're going either. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I, like, stopped writing down plot holes because otherwise we would have just talked about plot holes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, what you're right. That's,
1: like, just such a great scene of Roquefort chasing them down the, the road
0: um, yeah. and the guy with the wine. I love that. I think that's hilarious. I I also like so they're fighting in the barnyards, trying to save the cats because uh, he wants to mail them to Timbuktu, uh, which he writes on the package French Equatorial Africa. It's actually in French West Africa at the time, now Mali, but whatever. so those cats probably would have been sent back eventually, whatever. So I love the scene where Rookford's like, quiet. And everybody just and everybody stops. stops. <laughs> he, he gets it done like, in midair. Big help. Okay, thanks. I got it open. <laughs> you, you can keep going now. Um, and so like you got
1: all this stuff happens. Obviously, like the cats come back. They help. Um, he gets locked in the the. Let's get out, and he gets mailed to Timbuktu. Um, yeah, and somehow, um. Uh, Later, Madam just happens to know that he, he took a trip. He didn't just disappear. She just assumes that her cat disappeared. Her cat's disappeared, but when her, her servant goes missing, <laughs> it's like he went on vacation.
0: <laughs> um, oh, my God. <laughs> like,
1: on top of that, the line, um, she says a really funny line, or a really ironic line, uh, if only Edgar had known about the will.
0: But <laughs> right. he assumes that Edgar is like smart enough to understand that like he would basically be in charge of all that money. <laughs> yeah, like if only he had known about the will, he would only have to wait twelve years. That's not so bad. <laughs> and during that time he'd be taking care of four cats. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and it's funny, because he did know about the will, he was just too stupid to acknowledge. Oh, it. <laughs> Um, so my very last line: Crazy rich cat lady starts alley cat foundation with all of her money. <laughs> yeah, because this is like the way to spend money.
1: <laughs> yeah, just let alley cats come into your home. No, no, nothing can possibly go wrong.
0: Man, aristocracies are crazy. Rich yeah. people are crazy. Um, I, the last note I have is.
1: Um, you know, you have the whole ending sequence, the all the music and everything, and then you go back to Napoleon and Lafayette. <laughs> and Lafayette's like, I, "Well, I think that's the end of the movie," and Napoleon's like, "I'm the leader. I'll say when the movie's over." And then the end falls down, and he's like, "I guess it's the end of this movie."
0: <laughs> so, uh, so what do we learn? Um, that Edgar's real dumb, <laughs>
1: um, and uh, I mean, we talked about jazz and stuff and, and class differences.
0: <laughs> oh man, so uh, I we're gonna play out uh, on our best song in the movie. Oh, we didn't do the adult uh, the adult joke of the week, there wasn't really a great adult joke. Uh, I would
1: say I would say my favorite was um, when the Gabble sisters are like your husband, and he's like no, and they're
0: like <laughs> oh, and like look at each other. Oh yeah, that was a good scene. Like in the <laughs> it's like all that all that like line those that talk back and forth was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That's probably it. <laughs> yeah, I really like that one. Um, it's between that and and the. Whole thing with Uncle Waldo, everything about Uncle Waldo. Oh man, yeah. Okay, it's a kids movie, and Uncle Waldo is like just like a drunkard in the street. Yeah, that, you're right. Uncle Waldo definitely wins. Yeah. <laughs> th- All the geese stuff. <laughs> Uncle Waldo is a, like one of my favorite characters in Disney. I love his character. He makes like other appearances in like other shorts after this too, because yeah, like yeah. he was so great in this like in this movie. Yeah, we'll have to try and do one of those as a Disney short. Yeah, we should. (laughs) So, uh, before we do our last song, um, we're going to just quickly, like, remind you all, uh, our Facebook is at Front Porch, um, at Front, excuse me, at Front Porch Disney, and our SoundCloud is out at Front Porch Disney. Uh, We're working on getting iTunes together. Uh, Hopefully, by the time you hear this, you will be able to listen to it on iTunes, Uh, if not, soon. Uh... Yeah. And please like us. Please, please, please rate us. If you rate us high and give us a comment, uh, the more people will be able to find us. So, um, like, other people outside of, like, be able to find us. That's what we really, really need. Um, like like and follow us. Uh, you can subscribe so you can get the uh, podcast right into your feed every week uh, when we drop it. Right. And the other thing is um, if you um... – Do
1: have that are interested in this sort of stuff. Tell them about us. Get them um, interested. Share on your Facebook page. Um, We're really excited about this, and we really want to keep going. Um, But we're looking for support. And we know you guys are out there, and we know you're listening, and you're excited because we're excited. Um, But, you know, just keep keep doing what you're doing. And uh, through iTunes, especially if we get iTunes up and running, rate us there because that's, what's going to get us taking off um, even more so. So uh, with that yeah. in mind, like we know we're, so, so we just yeah. need- <laughs> 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 um, with that in mind, um, I know we had some audio problems before. I hope this one was a little bit better. Um, leave us comments, leave us suggestions, anything else that you noticed um, about the movie that you didn't hear us talk about. Or just general facts or um, discussion. Feel free to message us on Facebook or um, subscribe to our page and uh, get you next time. All right.
0: You ready? Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody wants to be a cat. Hallelujah. Everybody, everybody everybody wants to be a cat
1: yeah all right thanks guys we will catch you next week thanks signing off